welcome to the bite-sized edition of Hospitality News and Views. In today's edition, Raj and Richard discuss... Airbnb. Airbnb announced no parties worldwide uh, for the time being, which really shocked me because I would have thought they would have done that last year. And they probably did do it last year, but I think they, last year they focused very much on saying we're not going to sell because they were frightened of liability, I think, more than anything else. Yeah, no parties. I think that it, it seemed a bit strange that they are having to almost announce that because I think that would be the default position of most bookings, regardless of where you go. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I think it might be an indication of, um, well, perhaps a number of things. Airbnb were, were criticised the first time around um, in, with COVID that, that they took the side, understandably, of, of the guest, because if there were no guests, if there was no demand, then then uh, property providers wouldn't have any uh, any market. So, but maybe they're cautious about. Maybe they're trying to protect the hosts there. But also, perhaps the um, the strap line for hospitality as we're coming out of COVID should be its change. And maybe everybody again across the whole market will realize at some point that things have changed and that there are longer that they don't that for example with airbnb now they don't need those real short-term parties it's that that bring with them trouble you know have to close down the accommodation sometimes afterwards just to clear up the mess um and and you know by by the tvs and things um because they've moved into the longer term market perhaps extended stay markets I mean, one could also argue they're being quite cynical because uh, last year their value plummeted, didn't it? When when they had to they had so few bookings coming through, so now they're trying to sort of re reposition themselves in such a way that they can actually sustain not just you know issues of um, fewer fewer bookings happening because of the pandemic, but maybe if there are other waves or if there's other concerns, they've got some kind of strategy now to say, okay. We, we can continue with business because we've learned from what we had to do last time. Yeah, it was interesting that they had announced it in the way they did because I would have thought they would have been pushing this uh, a lot earlier uh, in the pandemic. I think that there's well a couple of things there, really. Um, one is that it's been tagged as revenge travel, certainly in the UK, although I did use it amongst uh, um, American colleague, uh, industry colleagues recently and they didn't understand the term revenge travel so maybe it's a british thing um but it's certainly a frightening tag to have and uh, maybe maybe airbnb are a bit worried about the um uh the intent with which people will return to the partying and uh, you know that could be quite serious the other thing is um with uh, a meeting with some uh, canadian industry colleagues recently and i don't know whether the, the stats are, are accurate, but they, they said that Airbnb had put out a stat that said that last year two percent of um, bookings were under th- were, were under thirty days, and now they are that twenty four percent of bookings are over thirty days. So there's been a really clear and dramatic shift there um, to longer bookings, which will have displaced a lot of parties. That's really strange, actually, because. Um... When you think about who they're competing with, Booking.com, Expedia, and the OTAs, you're you know, right. I mean, thirty okay. days. That's like corporate. That's like a corporate booking almost, isn't it? As opposed to a well, booking. that's right. But there is that kind of aspect, isn't there, with compliance and to what extent corporates 
uh, are, are adhering to compliance or whether they have these lump sums for relocation that they just say, you know, there's your money, book what you want. And mm. uh, it does happen. I know that from first-hand experience of people uh, relocating. Yeah. Also, uh, obviously, some cities now have a minimum requirement. I think New York is a good example and some where they have a minimum requirement in, um, for number of nights uh, that person has to stay at a, an apartment uh, in particular. In fact, in New York, I think they've actually, for the next three months, they've... Um, the, the tax associated with renting, they've actually um, put it, they've effectively uh, put it down to zero to encourage tourism, which I think is which I think is really interesting because if you actually start thinking about it, a lot of these institutions are now understanding that they are themselves creating hurdles for to- tourism. Well, that's true. And, yeah. you know, and and maybe they're now getting a better understanding of you know what when the tourist comes. They are helping the community by allowing money to flow through into lots of organizations rather than just the guy who you're renting from. And maybe that will change their attitude towards hospitality and be less aggressive um, and more supportive of the tourist industry. Yeah, um, I mean, accommodation, you know, it, it shows how fickle it's, everyone is really, I suppose, supply and demand. Um, you know, we might not be going to Spain anymore, and so the Spanish resorts will be will be thinking what's happening to to, to the Brits. Um, but we're all in in the UK. But similarly, you know, accommodation providers they might say, right, well, we don't really want the tourists anymore. We're going for contractors or 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 um, corporates. Um, what one thing's for certain, though, with regard to the supply, I think, and that's a, and we were talking about Airbnb, but thank goodness. Nobody operates in a vacuum, or at least not if the Monopolies and Mergers Commission have anything to do with it. And we've got people like Verbo, you know, VRBO, the old home away, um, holiday lettings, the TripAdvisor, they're out there. So it's a, it will be a bold step for anybody to, you know, like with the banning of parties, people will just go to Verbo, yeah. you know. So they've got to be very careful about the how dramatic their their, their changes are, really, I think. Yeah, but I think, and and also, I think the hosts are now going to become more wary of all of that stuff now. I mean, you cannot afford for your property to be taken off the market because you've got to clean up, you know, the mess that's created from parties and so on. So they're going to be far more on the ball about this than before. Absolutely, there's the emotional effect on the hosts as well, really. I think because if you if you you bear in mind that um, a, a lot are kind of you know, uh, not totally. They've not. They've they've moved into hospitality, perhaps from the property sector or something like that, and um, are still not as hardened to 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 or appro- approach it in in a more personal way. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. You yeah. know, if people want to live life like a local, the accommodation is also offered like a like a homeowner, and um, you know, and that also comes with the emotional effects yeah. when when you get the property trashed so yeah, yeah exactly and you know, hospitality if you think about it it's in the word isn't it we want to be hospitable and the last thing that people want to do is get into an argument and yeah you know, you know you end up saying well goodbye but then you end up dwelling on it for the next boom in six months oh really you know it's yeah. it's, it's, un- it's unpleasant yeah, yeah. So, um... so that so you know we'll sort of keep an eye on that one um saber and We hope you enjoyed listening to this bite-sized edition of Hospitality News and Views. 
The full editions are available on all popular podcasting platforms and include additional material which we hope you will enjoy. Thank you. Thank you.